Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Adam Morgan. Annually, each November, the city of Denver hosts Denver Arts Week. A very popular activity on the Arts Week events list is Night at the Museum's Tour. The tour buses take participants to the major museums located in the city. One of those museums on that tour is the Black American West Museum and Heritage Center. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. A fixture in the Five Points neighborhood since 1988, the museum is a destination location because of its collection of artifacts, photographs, and historic documents on African Americans in the West. As February is Black History Month, connecting with us with the key insights to the Black American West Museum are Daphne Rice Allen, museum board chair, and local Black Western historian and reenactor Stephen Shepard. A gentleman named Paul Wilbur Stewart came to Colorado um, years, years ago. Like so many of us, knew nothing about black cowboys, grew up in Clinton, Iowa, and said that as a child he had to play cowboys and Indians but was always told, oh, you can't be the cowboy. There's no such thing as black cowboys. you got to be the Indian. And so (laughs) had a cousin, had some family here, periodically would come to Colorado and one particular visit, um, a cousin introduced him to a gentleman, spurs, hat, boots, and he's like, right. <laughs> and his and his cousin was like, no, this guy really does own a ranch. He's uh, got a farm and horses and so forth. And he basically, at that point, dedicated his life to unearthing that information. Now, he was a barber, right? Yes. And so he had people he was cutting hair with bringing in artifacts and talking about that. So he had a built-in research, um, not clientele, but people that he could talk to and really get some firsthand information about African Americans in the West then. Absolutely. And I kiddingly say, like um, the movie Barbershop, you know, you go in and you find people talking about their mother, their grandmother, so forth, and people would have this conversation and say, oh, yes, Aunt Harriet was in Nicodemus, Kansas, Uncle Bob in Deerfield, Colorado, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they would bring him a bit of bridle, a saddle, and bring him those artifacts. And his barbershop just began to overflow with those artifacts. You mentioned two things, Nicodemus, Kansas, and Deerfield, Colorado. Were those African-American towns? Yes. Deerfield, it's still there, some artifacts there or something? Yes, and I believe that there are, on the record, something like 20-plus townships that may have existed, but Deerfield is the one that is the most prominent that is on the books for Colorado. And, Mm -hmm. yes, they are still on the books. The museum does actually own several lots. Oh, okay. Um, It is, for the most part, a ghost town. There is— So where is it located? In— in, Weld County. In Weld County? Um, Not more, too far away from Greeley, east of Greeley? Yes. It's more on the way to Fort Morgan. Is, yes. Is, is mm-hmm. that right? It, yeah, you're you're east, going towards of, Greeley, but more towards Fort Morgan. Sure. How long did the town exist? From 1910 until uh, the late 50s uh, when O.T. Jackson's niece lived there uh, until it just... Uh, Went away. So we have people who lived there then? There were people who lived in Deerfield. In fact, it was a very thriving, uh, actually a very thriving up through the 20s. Mm-hmm. They were even anticipating the railroad coming. Okay, now, now we're talking the 1920s. The 1920s was very, very 
very lucrative for the community because they were able to, especially after during World War One, they were able to, uh, you know, uh, supply some of the the materials and so on that the the uh, military needed. Mm-hmm. But during the 1920s, they did some very innovative uh, farming techniques. Really, which uh, which made Booker T. Washington's uh, uh, nephew, I think, was sent up here to to observe some of the techniques that they were using. But O. T. Jackson, who was the founder of Deerfield, was very interested in in uh, Booker T. Washington because Booker T. Washington was promoting the uh, independent financial uh, condition of of the African American at that time, mm-hmm. um, and so they had a, a mutual interest at that time. But sure. once again, and back to your question, yes, it did thrive. However, during the Dust Bowl years and the Depression years is when uh, the the community did pretty much uh, go backwards. And a lot of, many of the the settlers had to come back to Denver and, you know, resume some of their their jobs that they had here in Denver. And it's important then, Daphne, for the museum to have a couple of lots up there to be connected with that history then. That is correct. And there are um, a small collection of people who are still in northeast Denver and, and around who actually have family who still have property, maybe not in Deerfield proper, in, in, in the um, town site. Sure. But um, the museum has received a couple of communications within the last year of families who are identifying themselves as still having property in that Deerfield area. Wow, wow, up in Weld County. Yes. Yeah, I probably would have thought it was around Denver, but... Uh, but Adam, currently, yes. currently, uh, Deerfield still has value. Yes. Uh, the faculty, the history faculty up at UNC and utilize it almost as yes. a laboratory. Yes. Uh, an archaeological laboratory, a uh, teaching laboratory. So it's very important, even now. Wow. Wow. Amazing. I haven't been up there, so I need to I need to go go to go there, you know, and get a look and be connected. There is a Deerfield committee that the museum is connected with. um, And as as Steve said, um, UNC and CSU um, do archaeology digs sometimes Mm -hmm. in the summer. And we've got a relationship with also the AmeriCorps. They periodically go out and help put fencing up or, or check windows and, and that kind of thing on some of the structures that are still up. Um, so it's, it's very active still. Of the items you have your, in your collection at the museum, including items that are on exhibit and maybe in storage, what unique one is, is there that uh, you would love people to see or going to see at some point or not a lot of people know about? You know, the piece that the pieces, I should say, sure. that I think are unique, um, that have kind of gone on the back burner, is the piece about black miners. Okay. There were wealthy black miners. Really? And they're... Um, Doing the silver mine thing up there? In the, and gold. Re- okay. Yes, yes. 
and um, and we have some pictures and some artifacts. But I just think that whole black migration west, mm-hmm. talking about all of the different pieces that we as African Americans had a hand in, and um, you know, and and not just the the doctors and the lawyers and the cowboys, the sure. doctors and the lawyers in town, and then the cowboys and the farmers and the ranchers in Deerfield or Manzanola and and Trinidad and so forth, but there there were miners and kind of going sideways to come back. Most ski resorts and most um, tourist traps, if you would, in mm-hmm. Colorado yeah. originally were mining towns, if, if you think about sure. m- most of them. And there was a black person very relational to a lot of those communities. Really? Do we have any that actually owned the mines up there? Yes. In fact, it was uh, one one of the founders of a charter community, AME Church, uh-huh. at this point, uh, Mary, I think it was Cunningham. We'll have to yeah. Uh, yeah. make sure, sure we get yes. that. At any rate, she was a, a free black who came to the Denver area and was a, uh, a mine owner, uh, but uh, did fall on hard times and lost the mine. She was just one, and then there was later on um, other mining. Okay. But I would have to say that Barney Ford was a little too early to be a miner. Okay, now now, now Barney Ford. Who is Barney oh, Ford? Oh, I'm sorry. Barney Ford was an early uh, businessman, black businessman, sure. who was here even before emancipation. Uh, emancipation being 1865. Right. However, uh, Barney Ford's first try at owning a mine, the blacks were not permitted to own mines. Right. So he, so he, he decided to uh, become partners with uh, with a white attorney here in Denver. And sure enough, Barney Ford went to Breckenridge and found gold. And at that time. The white, the white attorney decided that since I've signed for that mine, then it's <laughs> all mine. <laughs> so that's what happened before uh, blacks were able to own outright mine. And isn't there some type of recognition to Barney Ford that's in Breckenridge now? Yes, right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so people are up there. His original home is there. His original home is in Breckenridge. See, I'm learning, learning more stuff here. That is for sure. Daphne, the museum is in the is in the former home of Dr. Justina Ford. Yes. Okay. Tell us about her. Dr. Ford is the first licensed black female physician here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Began her practice in 1902 till her death in 1952. Um, She actually came out with her husband, uh, Reverend Ford, who actually was um, installed as the pastor to Zion Baptist Church. Yeah. And that's what actually brought her out. They, she was um, fully accredited from Herring College in Chicago, had her, her degree and so forth. When she came to Colorado, she you know, applied for license, passed all the tests, and um, it is said that the gentleman was hesitant to take her money because she was black and female. So they extended her her license, but no hospital privileges. Really? And it's kind of like, okay, now what? It's like giving you a driver's license and then telling you to keep walking and not giving you a car. Wow. But um, she and her husband 
uh, purchased a home that was at 23rd and Arapahoe. It was a two-story, and some people say it's a Victorian, some people say it's an Italian something or other, but it's a beautiful two-story home, and for some 50 years, serviced well over 7,000 babies, serviced well over um, probably 20-plus different nationalities. I, mm-hmm. I've heard up as far up as 32 that she learned um, seven, eight different languages, but was affectionately known as the baby doctor. So she, she was the first pediatrician then? For the most part, yes. Oh, oh, and or the I, first and I, woman pediatrician in OBGYN, I, I would guess. And and I would safely say she probably did other kinds of medicine practice because sure. if you're saying I can't go to the hospital and maybe my child has broken their arm or I've gotten stomach flu or something mm-hmm. that you would go to Dr. Ford because you knew you couldn't go to the hospital. So Dr. Ford, um, by default became a baby doctor, but um, had experience. My understanding is Herring, not Mahara, but Herring College was holistic. Um, matter of fact, Dr. Renee Cousins King did some research. Who is, she is also a local female physician who is yeah. retired now. Said she did some research on the school and that um, holistic was originally what a lot of medical schools did, um, and that's where uh, she got her her experiences from and brought them to Colorado and serviced that northeast Denver, lower downtown community. It was very, very heavy immigrant mm-hmm. during the late 1800s, early 1900s. Real quick, you have an event that's coming up on the 6th of February or something? It is on the 9th of February. Okay. It's a Black History Month book signing. A gentleman, um, Franklin Macon, M-A-C-O-N, who is actually a documented Tuskegee Airman here in in Denver, is part of the Hubert H. Jones chapter of the Tuskegee Airmen, will be doing um, his book signing. There will be a a little mini reenactment, if you would, by um, John Thomas, who is also a reenactor with the museum. So we are just pleased to have this event um, from 2.30 to 4.30, Saturday, September 9th. The Black American West Museum and Heritage Center can also be located online at bawmhc.org. That's bawmhc.org. We will learn more about the museum and its collections as we continue on our next edition with Daphne Rice Allen, board chair of the Black American West Museum, and Stephen Shepard, historian and reenactor on the Black West. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. And we thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.